Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nate and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nate, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to where another episode of Where's My Blueprint podcast, where we talk about all things adulting while entertaining education and giving some inspirational thoughts and comments all about our experiences. Um, y'all already know we need to pay some bills. So if you are a business owner and looking for a way to create systems to help streamline your business, check out ICL Solutions. It is an online business strategy who specializes in creating systems for businesses. Use the code WMB to get a free 40-minute consultation. Hola, beautiful people. This week's either or is when marrying someone with significantly more money, either prenup or no, let's say you. I'm all for prenup. And I say that um, to protect both of us, you and me, because there will be some contingencies in this prenup that if you do certain things, then I am entitled to certain things. If there's a child involved, that means different. That child needs to have a certain lifestyle that you need to make sure that that child is provided. Um, so I definitely say prenup because you can, especially with somebody who's like, I guess it depends on significantly more. What does that really mean? Because significantly more could be somebody who makes 30,000 versus somebody who makes 80, right? Uh, or somebody who we're looking at millionaire status. But either way it goes, um, you just, I feel like everything needs to be in a contract because you just never know human beings and how they grow and things like that. So I am also team prenup. I think a lot of times people just look at prenup as monetarily like driven but you can put anything in a prenup it is a prenuptial agreement meaning this is what two parties agree on before they say I do (laughs) so you could put anything in there and I think a lot of times what people fail to realize with monetary prenups is usually it protects whatever both parties bring into the union but from my understanding whatever is accumulated during the duration of our prenup that's what we negotiate over so yes you might be this millionaire or billionaire you know whatever whatever during the course of our relationship and I might be a stay-at-home mom but the things that I am doing in spite of you know raising your kids so not having not pursuing a career and everything else that's allowing you to generate those billions and millions of dollars so of course if there should be a dissolution of our marriage. I should be entitled to something because I've sacrificed, if nothing else, you being in this home, <laughs> which is important. 
I don't think nobody signed. Well, I think few people sign up for a marriage to have the other one be away all the time or to feel like they're doing it by themselves. If that's the case, you'd be single. So yes, I am on team cleanup as well. I love that you make that a good point of like, if you are at home watching the kids take care of the house, household bills, all of that, making sure you're eating healthy and all that. Like to me, that's 18 jobs for one person. And I don't think people get credit like stay-at-home moms get as much credit as they need because you are literally, that's a business. Like You got to make sure you up on time. Everybody's up on time. Food is prepared, not just regular food, but y'all are most likely creating and cooking good food. Like y'all are making snacks. Y'all are then dropping off kids, coming back, making sure the house is clean. And then in that whole entire time, I don't know when, but when do you actually have time for yourself? But then this whole entire time, you're allowing the other person to not even have to second guess is my home okay because I know you got it but then now that person takes that stress away now you can go out and make these billions of dollars yeah I want my cut because I've worked from this time to this time and I remember this TikTok I thought I saw um and if I can find it y'all we can uh log it but y'all know TikTok once she scroll is gone <laughs> um but the lady was saying like um she's a stay-at-home mom and she was like she treats her stay-at-home mom like being a stay-at-home mom as a nine to five. Like she gets up at 4 a.m. She's off the clock at 5.45, meaning husband comes home. When husband comes home at 5.45, she gets off where that's his time. And she has her time where she goes like work out. She um, can just hang out with the girls or whatever up until eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, she comes home. They do like bedtime routine together. And then the kids are in the bed. But then after that, it's her and her husband time. And, and she was like, I know people think I'm crazy for doing that. But she was like, you gotta be in the mind state of like, this is a job and like we are in a partnership of like he does this this is my role and she was like that has to be talked about prior to having a child or prior to getting married so yeah girl when I was a stay-at-home mom you know I believed in being off the clock because it's a <laughs> lot like I was telling other people who are like you don't do nothing but stay at home every day I was like yes but unlike you I only have a baby who can't talk to talk to like you have grown-ups you can talk to you can leave your job and decompress and whatever. I'm in my home 24-7. Like, there is no off button. So if I don't physically and verbally say I'm off the clock, I'm never off the clock. Like, mm -hmm. and just because, let me tell all y'all out here, just because the baby can't talk or can't move don't mean it is not a mentally, physically, emotionally taxing day because it is. Excellent. So yes, yeah, okay. stay at home people get my utmost respect because it's not easy. It's not. That I do agree. And I've seen you do it so seamlessly easy in my mind. But I know like from our conversation, you're like, child, tapped out, let's go somewhere. <laughs> But it's so true because like you're giving all your energy to someone else, like a little human that can't fend for themselves. And that's tiring and draining. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that quote. I mean that either or. Speaking of quote, we have a quote today. So our quote of this episode is, marriage is like signing a 356 page contract without knowing what's in it by Ken Blanchard. That is so true because all the pre-marital counseling in the world does not prepare you totally for spending a lifetime in partnership with another person. Just because by nature of being a human, you're supposed to 
be growing and evolving. So the things that I will present you or even myself with five, 10 years down the line is not something I could have prepared another person for, you know, five, 10 years prior. (laughs) So it is literally like signing a 356 page contract without knowing what's in it. It's like buying a book and you helping the author create the words in between the covers like it's really when you distill it and take all the emotions out it's really one of them situations like we choose to do this willingly (laughs) and I think this quote I like and I they have marriage in um, brackets so I'm gonna in my mind like marriage is and I think of like yes traditional marriage but also in Texas if you're together for with someone for 10 plus years you're common law married. And so um, we're going to make that interchangeable for me in my mind of like any relationship you get in, it's like a 356 page contract because you do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know how someone is going to react if they lose a human being in their life that they care about. You don't know how people react when they lose their jobs. You don't know how people react when just shit happens and you don't know how, how to say this, you you don't know the mental state that people will be in until they're in. And that is hard. Like you said, to be like, oh, this is how you handle when this happens. Hmm, side eye, maybe walk away or side eye, we can get through it. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just hard to just be in any type of relationship with another human being. So, well, and I like how, I think that's true of relationships, but I think I like how they said marriage is like signing a contract because marriage differs from being boyfriend and girlfriend in that I really can't ghost you and create a whole new identity even if I leave we still married (laughs) people can still find them record like I can't just be like you know what I'm tired of you it's over ain't no it's over with no other follow-up actions in marriage Like you are still tied to that person. And with contracts, I think uh, in order to breach those contracts, there is some steps involved. There's some penalties involved, mm-hmm. like marriage. So yeah, it, it it ain't no, we don't go together no more. And that's <laughs> it in marriage, or at least not the not the kind of marriage I'm in. I don't know what kind of marriage is y'all in, but yeah. I was just about to say, I was like, you know, people got these different marriages nowadays where they're like, oh, it got hard. I want to, I'm done, bye. And then they like all on these uh, date naps saying they're not married, but they married. Yeah. Shaking my head out here. Shaking my head out here. But but as y'all can hear, we are talking about marriage this uh, episode as adulting, but also is marriage a business contract? And before we get into that, I'm going to kick it off to Nay. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, at to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know, we keep it popping hot over here. Email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at where'smyblueprintpod.com. This came across because this topic came across. (laughs) 
One, because, of course, TikTok and Instagram just be cracking me up. But there's this uh, TikTok that I think his name was, um, oh, he was a comedian. Dang it. Why, my, why am I blanking? Okay, I can't think of his name. Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So he was talking about how, just in general, of uh, how marriage is a co- business contract. Because at the end of the day, like you, and we'll put the links and everything in the blog for y'all to uh, go and look at, look at what I'm referring to. And apparently, and it's, I saw it on TikTok, but apparently it's a YouTube uh, clip too. But he was saying like, you know, nowadays it's a business contract because you got to think about like, okay, if I marry this person or if I'm in a long-term relationship with this person. Um, and I say that because in Texas, if you, again, if you are certain states, if y'all are together over a certain amount of time, you are common law married, meaning the state recognizes you as a couple or as one. So if y'all decide to separate, everything that y'all want to separate with has to be talked about. <laughs> but he was talking about how like it's a contract and how people really need to go into marriage understanding that this is a contract. This is a business contract. Like we are two humans doing a business arrangement or transaction and then everything else, like the emotions and stuff comes afterward. And so that's how this all got started. And so the ladies have reviewed the links and stuff. So what are your thoughts on that? I do believe that marriage is a contract because you are, you know, tying yourself, be it assets, property, all of that with another person. You know, you're saying that they have permission to do things on your behalf. They have permission and authorization to be privy to certain things. However, comma, it is unrealistic. I think in my world, and I know I have kind of a unique world because it is military life, to say that I could create the same situation without having a marriage certificate. I I can't even travel with my husband without him being my husband. Like the amount of finances he is allotted differs between having no wife, aka dependents, versus having one officially on paper. Like the legal ramifications, there's something to be said. Like I can't access the same healthcare without having that contract or that piece of paper. Like the thing when we bring children into this world and when we brought children into to this world, getting, accessing things for them before and after they came into the world is different because we're married as opposed to not. So yes, it is a contract. Yes, it is a business contract, but to distill it to something like, oh, don't use theirs. You can make up your own. Yeah, not everybody can make up <laughs> Not everybody can make up their own. I do think that people need to become more practical in the way they look at marriage because let's be honest libidos change physical appearance changes like there are so many different things that change even ambition changes that people don't take into consideration when they have the rose colored love glasses on so love is a big factor but I think you also need to take into consideration like is this person compatible with who I am today and do they show the promise of being compatible with my current trajectory on who I'm going to be. Because I tell everyone, being married is like getting a used car as is. 
yeah, you might get it and it turned out to be greater than what you thought. But I mean, that's rare. Most of the time it's as it is, if not low key a little bit worse. So you got to be comfortable with how they present and how they are today because you can't get into no relationship thinking you're going to change somebody. And then even if you do change them, you only changing them. They're allowing you to change them into who you want them to be. So they're no longer themselves. And that means that they can easily be swayed. And I don't want anybody to be so in love with me that they're easily swayed into not being who they are. That's just me. Not that she just ends with a shoulder shrug. You said so many amazing gems. And the one that stood out to me the most is that you would want that person to be the authentic self. And that is so powerful because I do feel like nowadays, and maybe because I need to really get off TikTok or social media, but I see nowadays so many, which this is where I have a problem with, so many men commenting on how a woman should be to be married or what marriage is like and should be like for a woman and not holding the men accountable because in my mind like I think like what you said like you have to I'm just laughing at this used car analogy you're going to use car (laughs) or you're going to take this used car as is and then it's up to you to either elevate this used car meaning how am I going to keep this used car running how am I going like keeping the oil changed or tires rolling you know, maybe I'll up the rims, you know, growth. Maybe, you know, because we are both growing and developing and learning each other. Oh, well, now I can get a whole new engine in here, you know, and then over time, now your new, your used car is a new car to someone else, but now you have updated to a new used car, right? And I think about that because maybe society, or maybe this is just my view on society, most likely it's my view on society that has programmed us to think the person person we initially come into a relationship with is that same person that we are supposed to die with. Does that make sense? I mean, that being how society views it makes sense, but that ain't always been the reality. Coupled with the fact that I didn't heard too many like famous married couples and couples who've been together for like almost 20 years, over 20 years, say, and this is coming from the men and the women, mm-hmm. that the men didn't actually start listening to them and being an active participant in the relationship and putting, not even putting their partner's needs first, but trying to fulfill their partner's needs until like 15 years in. So you mean I got to wait 15 years for you to just be my partner? <laughs> like not even try to elevate me, not even try to but like, listen to me. 15 years? Girl, girl. I'm like 15 years, 15 years, coupled with the fact that now more and more people are getting married in their early 30s, late 40s. Mm-hmm. So you saying some people got to be 60? <laughs> That's a no. I'm like, what? why? I mean, yes, we've grown from great grandmama treat, like, you know, just being okay and not even being okay with but being forced to be okay because mm-hmm. if you can't vote you can't handle bank account I don't think I don't look at that as you being okay I think that you kind of being held hostage in a situation but mm-hmm. we no longer at the time of great grandmama where you being held hostage in a situation but with comments like that we're still a long way to go on this marriage and partnership being equally beneficial to 
both parties when you're dealing with a heterosexual, biologically male and biologically female relationship. That just breaks my heart though. 15 years. And I say that because like, I know I'm a very assertive and outspoken young lady. And so my thing is, and Dr. J said it, she gave y'all permission. She gave y'all permission to communicate your pleasure. She gave y'all, I mean, permission to communicate your needs and wants. Like at some point in this 15 years, my question is, what made you stay? Because if you're not getting your needs met and needs can be different things. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can be hell emotional, mental support, like food, help with the kids, like your mental state is not being taken care of. And you stay 15 years, somebody somebody stepped out. That I, mm-mm. You know us women can find the potential for water in a rock. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we just go. We gonna stick our finger up and try to find some potential. Potential in a walk from water. (laughs) We gonna do it. (laughs) Don't know if don't nobody else have the denial in relationships like Black women be having. It is not just a river in Africa when it comes to us. And I say that jokingly, but I also say that unfortunately, truthfully. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will give chances. We will we will gamble on the hope and aspirations that we have generated in our heads yes. for the relationship and for the spouse. We might not have even gotten something to base those assumptions on. But like I said, we will find the potential for water in a rock. <laughs> Girl, that, that, that took me out. <laughs> but no, you are correct. And it's this notion of, um, and I say this with as much respect as I can muster after that comment that just <laughs> made me laugh. I almost took off my pearls. Basically, we'd be stupid in relationships. Yes. <laughs> and I think about that as like, sometimes you are married to potential and you're married to who this person you you see that they can be, that you think. And so you're blinded, whether you're male or female, because it happens both ways. You're blinded to the reality because to me, the red flags were there before y'all got married. The red flags were there before we decided to be in a five-year relationship. The red flags were there. It's just you decided, like you said, to be oblivious to a lot of stuff until now you're 15 years in and you're like, no, no, no. I mean, what did they say on the episode with the guys? I think they took it as something to be good and aspire to, but I took it as something to run away from. People be committed to commitment and committed to loyalty, not to the other person. Oh, perspective and optics. And I say that because person entered into a marital contract where that person saw the red flags. I mean, they were not even red. They were blinking yellow, red, green, blue, all the colors continued on because, oh, well, now I spent too much money. Oh, well, now I'm too far in. Oh, well, now what will people say? And so now you are in this marriage contract where now it really is y'all, y'all are now married now. So y'all need to be functionally, functioning differently, right? And so when speaking to said person, I immediately ask, what is your rationale for entering into this next step? And I think we talked about this on a previous episode of like, oh, well, when someone looks good on paper, that does not translate to reality. But then when you get so far gone and you spent so so much money, it's like, well, at this point, 
it's optics. Like every everybody else thinks that we should do this. So we might as well go ahead and do it. But now you're unhappy in this contract. And it's like, what the heck? Now you are faking and pretending, but you can only pretend to be happy for so long. If it takes 10, 15 years, <laughs> but you can only do that for so long until you either have a mental breakdown or somebody's going to step out or y'all, it just needs to end. And I think about that because when you just said that, I was just like, it's so fascinating how as, and I don't want to just say women, but to generalize it, most of the time it is women who will stay in a relationship because you don't want to be one alone or the optics of what it looks like or the perspective. Cause it's like, Oh, well, I'd rather have a husband not or, than be single. I'd rather have a husband or, or than be single. I'd rather be in a relationship than be single. But my thing is like, I'd rather be single and happy and love me and every day than be in any type of relationship contract than, and not be happy or like doubting. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Or maybe like Dr. J said, more people need to be in ethically non-monogamous relationships like because there is a situation i mean me and jay well me and jay didn't jokingly talk about this i jokingly brought it up because we were talking about somebody else i forgot who we were talking about oh we talked about kim newton and how he has like nine kids and three baby mamas Lord, Kim, slow down. You about to be a Nick Cannon. It's it's a lot. And I was like, and Jay was saying, you know, well, I think with the first one, he had five kids with her. And I was like, boy, something in that relationship worked well because you have five kids. I'm just going to be in a relationship with you and we just can be open or poly. Like there are situations where you work well with people, but you have the capacity for more. And I know Mm -hmm. people don't like to hear that, especially with good Christian upbringing. But once again, like we said, the Bible ain't got too many people of means who are monogamous. A lot Mm -hmm. of people in the Bible who were monogamous were poor. (laughs) <laughs> which mm-hmm. makes me think that might not have been of choice, but more as a, as in necessity and convenience. <laughs> For both of our survival. <laughs> you know, if I can't afford more things, then I can't have both things. But yeah. if I could afford more, I could have more. But anyway, like, I mean, because at some point we all getting older. You come to a point where you too old to be starting all over and starting new if just one component ain't quite right, but everything else is quite is right. Right. Especially after you tried, like you both tried to work on that one part. At this stage of my life, I don't see what's wrong with having that conversation. And if both of y'all are on the same page and everything else, opening up your horizons. Because when we say the marriage bed is undefiled, I'm trying to figure out how much of it is undefiled and where's the line between defiled and undefiled. Because <laughs> if it is okay in my marriage, does that still make it undefiled? I don't know. Jesus ain't downloaded me on that. Girl, and so I think that's one thing that um just makes me laugh of like what you said, the marriage bed is undefiled. But I'm like, everyone, if we stop... If we stop conforming to society and what society, quote unquote, is programming you to think, and if you actually think for yourself, like you said, Dr. and like you, how you quoted Dr. J, a lot of people would be an ethical non-monogamous relationship because I think of like one of my closest 
closest, closest humans is a male. And like, I have to understand like when he's currently now in a relationship, like I now have to understand, like there's certain things I can't do. Like I used to do, like, I can't text you at two or three o'clock in the morning anymore. Like, yo, let's go to IHOP because you laying next to a whole nother female. And if she get, see you get up at two, three o'clock in the morning to come to another female to go eat, like, wait a minute, I got questions. But that's also an insecurity in that part. Girl, we're not going to go that part. Girl, you know, we joke all the time and say, if something happened to this man that I married, I would marry you and not have any sexual relationship or nothing with you. We would have it ethically. Because no, I get along with you. I feel like we could live together. We could raise some beautiful humans together and not have no kind of intimacy with each other. Yeah. So we would technically be <laughs> married and in an ethically monogamous relationship. Because we both want what the other does not have. Yeah. <laughs> in every other aspect, we work. We so do. she would literally be my wife and maybe like, oh, she a lesbian. Not quite, but to no, be I in the society, kind of like the things that happen when you are married and niggas at this age is trash. So I'm going to marry my sis. <laughs> Yes, thank you. I'll marry you too, boo. Yes. Um, which is so funny. I went to dinner with one of my friends last night who's in town. And we were talking about that because she was saying like she was she's been married twice. And like her first marriage, she was like, it just didn't work for just different reasons. Dang, and she was married to that person for 15 years. Dang. She was a year from a breakthrough. <laughs> she was <laughs> She said she got, um, they got married really, really, really young. And so she was like, at that point, she was like, I don't, she called it the struggle love because she was like, we were both struggling together. Like it was hood. Like, I don't want to go broke. No, I don't want to date no broke niggas no more. And so then she said her second marriage lasted 10 years. And I was like, well, at least you got in relationships that are lengthy. Like that's a positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with that, she said the same thing. She was just like, at this point, like, it's not that she doesn't want a relationship. She just feels like she, and every single one of them, it's been like, what did she say? It's been like, she needs, she had to downplay herself. Like she didn't speak up. She didn't, you know, actually use her voice. And she was like, maybe that's why it lasted so long. But in the later part of it, she started to speak up. She started to ask for stuff. And then that's when the guy was like, wait, wait a minute. What, what's wrong with you? Like, uh-uh, we don't do that. Like, and so she said now in her singleness, she, as she's dating and she said that too, she was like, it's just trash men out here. It's just all trash. But she was saying that like, she's learning that when she speaks up initially, she attracts a certain type of guy. But if she doesn't, she attracts a more lucrative guy. And me and her were talking. I was like, well, yeah, because most men just want to try trophy or sex toy they don't really want or they have tricked their brains into thinking because quote unquote it's what you should do to have a relationship and i'm not saying all oh, so let me let's get that out but some men feel like i don't want a person or my significant other to actually challenge me i just need you to agree with me hence what one of our um mm -hmm. guests said on a prior episode um i need you just to agree with me and follow me along well no i'm i'm not a dog I'm I'm not a cat. I'm not a child. Or they want somebody to do all the work and they just mm. reap the benefits. So not really a partnership, but they want to be king. Mm -hmm. 
And it's okay for you to be a king if you recognize that I'm a queen and I'm nobody's servant. Or you can't be a king without doing the king shit. Right. Meaning you got to be able to take care of this household for me to call you a king and to submit. Right. Like this is this is a dual monarchy. Mm. And I know the that definition part. of monarchy is one, but yeah, we dual figureheads. That part. I'm nobody's servant. So at all. Unless we in her role playing. But other than that, no. And even then. I'm nobody's serving on you know, toy, but no. <laughs> Side eye on that. Mm. But yeah, I agree. Like a lot of people need to be in these non-ethically uh, non-monogamous relationships because, and I I firmly believe this wholeheartedly is that you one person cannot be your everything. Like that one, you are going to stress that one person out to that person have a mental breakdown because you cannot be everything to everybody or especially one person there's no way you can be i mean there's aspects and levels right like in any relationship you want the person to be your friend you want to laugh you want a lover you want a confidant you want somebody to talk to a supporter girl you ain't even got to explain it like that i'm gonna tell the audience this you can't be your own everything to you Mm, how you expect somebody else to do it there you go that's all you had to say there we go i mean you have to make it simplify for me because you know i boom 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 you was you was using too many examples like heffy you ain't your own everything (laughs) that is true when you in your feelings you wouldn't be calling nobody else Mm. because you know i'm quickly are you awake (laughs) are you in the mindset to listen to this and help me through it you rarely say that, but okay. That's true to you. I don't. Which I need to actually start saying that to you. But you told me I don't you have to. You said that a year ago. I know, but you said I don't have to. So now my mind is that I don't. Because you never did. Once again, don't be trying to change the nature of our relationship. We were founded on you not saying it. Just because you realize that you don't do that. And you do that with everybody else. Don't mean that you got to treat me like everybody else. That's true. That's true. She's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's an out. <laughs> I just thought it was funny when you said, yeah, I asked my friends. I said, oh, are we not free? Because I don't get that question. <laughs> I don't know what y'all get. Oh, they get that. Believe me, because they'd be like, mm. but also I know like a lot of what they're going through too. So I was just about to say that. I think that you realize for better or worse, I can department decompartmentalize really well, probably too well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I could, my house could literally be burning down. And if I truly care about you, I can be like, so girl, how are we going to build your house? You that part. Like, for your house is just, burning. I know, I know, I know. But right now we're working on your house. We get to that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Oh, you saw the, the, the roof that fell in. It's fine. But what are we going to do about your roof? <laughs> hey y'all, this is why we get married. <laughs> I know it's one of my toxic traits. It's beneficial for most, but I know it is. It's fine. It's fine. Why do you sound like Tiffany from Insecure? It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It is. <laughs> oh man. Um. So I found this random quote. Um. Oh, and we're gonna split this up of reading this because this is a lot. <laughs> And it says, like, the best marriage advice. One, because mine is small, so you see me ripping my eyes be like, okay. Oh, I'm just laughing at you found this really good marriage quote, and we both got to read it because it's long. <laughs> it's long. So, y'all, this was something that I was like, oh, this is interesting, especially I like about the 
emotional tantrums, but here we go. The best marriage advice, 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 advice. Most marriage problems can be solved if, let me stop. And this means marriage and also relationships. So you can use that interchangeably, but they said no, only marriage. So we're going to stick with marriage. Okay. So the best. I know tension because I'm tired of y'all putting marriage responsibilities on these relationships that are not marriages. <laughs> Just because you done been with Pookie for 15 years don't mean that you've got the same rules and responsibilities as me and my 10-year marriage. We are not the same. So that just sparked another uh, YouTube short I saw where the girl, they were in counseling or whatever with Mel, I think it was Mel Robbins or Mel Robbins posted it, something. And he was like, she don't cook, she don't clean, like she don't do nothing. And then the girl was like, I do cook and clean on a girlfriend level. When you give me a wife status, then you get wife level. I'm not leveling up for a girlfriend status. Are you crazy? No. And then he was like, but I do all this stuff. And she was like, and that's your choice. But I'm sure as a husband, you should level up too. Like, no. And he was like, I just don't understand these women these days. They don't do nothing. And she was like, you damn right. I'm your girlfriend, meaning make me your wife. And then we can talk about that and what those expectations and roles look like. Sorry, that's what you just sparked in my mind. you like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, to some regards, now there are some things that you should do for another human being just because you like them and you want them to have their life and their day easier. Mm-hmm. And you can see, I feel like you can see how a lot of instances translate when the responsibilities and expectations get higher. So I ain't saying you ain't got to do nothing as a girlfriend or nothing as a boyfriend, but it is levels to this. Yes. For real. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to say the best marriage advice ever. Most marriage problems can be solved if husband and wife would learn to solve problems quickly, openly, respectfully, and courteously, like adults and in a mature way, in and in a mature way, and in a mature way, and in a mature way. Avoid throwing emotional tantrums and yelling. Please avoid it throwing these emotional tantrums. We too old for this. Do not emotionalize every discussion. Let's learn to disagree without getting angry. Learn to disagree without being disrespectful. Learn when to stop the argument before it gets into a verbal war. I think this is kind of like more like kitchen sinking, right? Yeah. Learn when to walk away or change the subject. When indisputable facts are presented, learn to say, you're right, I was wrong. Learn to argue factually, allowing your space to express himself or herself fully without fear of judgment or reprimand. Avoid name calling or saying words that you'll regret saying. In marriage, often you have to lose an argument in order to win your spouse. Usually when one spouse wins, marriage loses. Don't them last two contradict each other? Kinda. In marriage, often you have to lose an <laughs> argument in order to win your spouse. Meaning you can't, I think I heard this is like, you can either be right or you can be alone. And usually whenever one spouse wins, marriage loses because now you quote unquote, continue to argue to be right. And it's the marriage suffers. But then it says when indisputable facts are presented, learn to say oh. you're right, I was wrong. We're going to say the top part was right. <laughs> <laughs> I like this was written by me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say probably. Um, but I'd like... Uh, specifically, I really like avoid throwing emotional tantrums and yelling because I feel like, and I think Daryl said it in our last uh, podcast or in the episode, Step Up King, where he said he had to learn emotional intelligence in order to really be the king he needed to be in his household. And I think like that is so powerful 
and I'm going to loop this into, I was watching a um, YouTube short about business. And the guy said the one book that changed his life was Emotional Intelligence 2.0. And he mm. said, because not only did it teach him that you can know everything in the world, but if you are not any, if your EQ is not high, you will struggle, not just in networking, business relationship, but in your personal relationships. And both of them, um, Daryl Daryl example and this guy example made me think about like understanding how you react to things is so important because how you show up in one how you show up in one space is equal to like what you said how you show up in different spaces and so if you cannot control your emotions in your home if you get into a business meeting and somebody says or do something how are you controlling your emotions there and that's like oh lord then you deal with these human beings at work and you just like why why yeah that's how on some of these i'm like Mm, I don't, I think it's nuanced. Like, mm. learn to solve problems quickly. Well, some people need time to process. So I feel like quickly could be relative. Mm. Like, somebody's quickly could be within that same conversation. Another person's mm. quickly could be within 24, 48 hours. Or let's disagree without getting angry. You can get angry. I hate it when people act like emotions aren't valid. You can get angry. It's just the other things that come after that you don't need to do. You don't need to be disrespectful. You don't need to get into a verbal world war, but you can be angry. And then it like learn when to walk away or change the subject. Yes, you need to do that in some instances, but in other instances that goes against responding to things like an adult and in a mature way. Kids walk away when they don't like what you're saying. Kids change the subject when they feel like they get caught. My four-year-old does it all the time. Don't be throwing him under the bus. He does, but he's four and I expect that. From a four-year-old. Yeah. If I ask him if he cleaned his shoes up and he'd be like, mommy, what am I, what am I having for dinner? Because he know he ain't cleaning shoes up but he's four or if I ask him he's talking slick and I ask him what he's saying he say mommy I love you no you didn't what you say <laughs> like but he's four <laughs> with the awareness and knowledge that he knew he better change what he said because mama said wait a minute I caught that oh he quick to be like I said I love you I give you a hug <laughs> Some of this is like, mm, okay. We're going to say some marriage advice. <laughs> Maybe not the best, but some marriage advice. Mm -hmm. Take it with a grain of salt. There you go. <laughs> and with that, we are going to kick it to Sunny D for the newsletter. Hey, friends. Can't get enough of Where's My Blueprint podcast? Join our free VIP community for exclusive WMB content, including a brand new newsletter, bonus episodes, and so much more. You can sign up for free by clicking the VIP is a place to be button in our link tree in the bio of our Instagram at where's my blueprint pod. Can't wait to connect with you. And for today's moments of melanation. Moments of melanation. Moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing. Today for moments of melanation, we are highlighting. Today we are highlighting Kevin and Melissa Frank. So full disclosure, I got their book, Marriage Be Hard, and I haven't read it yet. Sorry. But 
I listened to The Bald and the Beautiful and um, Here's the Thing and various other things that they're on together. And I like their marriage. Now, also full disclosure, this is another couple that said it wasn't until year 10 or 10 plus where they got on one accord. So, yeah. But I love where they are today. And I also like how them, Tab and Chan, all of them show that if you're willing to put in the work, the things that are going on in your relationship that may even spark the conversation of should we dissolve this partnership? Should we dissolve this union? If you all work hard enough, if you all listen hard enough, it can turn around and y'all can come back stronger than ever before. And I just love seeing beautiful Black couples thriving because as someone who is in a beautiful Black relationship, I aspire to have a healthy, fun, loving relationship. And it looks like that's what the Fredericks have. That's what some of the other couples had. So before they had um, and Akai, you know more about this. It was like a dual podcast type situation called The Love Hour. They even went on tour with it. And they have another book called Marriage Be Hard. They share a podcast with another couple, the Tang- the Tanksley. So Marcus Tanksley and Angel, that check Angel um, Tanksley. They, they're, they're in business together. They're cultivating life and business and parenthood together. Now, personally, that's one too many boxes to be having your significant other in for me. Baby girl needs her own outlets. But I ain't mad at them if it works for them. And I think another thing that is truly important in all of their journeys, and especially in the Frederick's journey, is both of them are big proponents of therapy, both individual and collective. And I feel like that that is one piece of the puzzle that's so often neglected, like making sure your own mental health is together, making sure you're healing from your own traumas. But anytime you do 365 24-7 life with somebody, you all cultivate collective trauma as well. <laughs> and that needs to be healed collectively. So yeah. Nakai, what do you think about the Fredericks? I love them. What you said, I love the Love Hour podcast. Like as soon as they came out with it, I was like, oh, what is this? Um, but what I love about it is that I love their relationship, especially like, but I really, really, really love how um, Melissa was like this. She did her whole Melissa 2.0, if that makes sense. And uh, Kev on stage was like, I'm here for it. Like, talk your stuff. Like, I support you. Like, kind of like gassing her up to get her confident. You know what I mean? And I think about that because there's so many times that we, they weren't quote unquote live um, or had a podcast at that time but how many times does she have to gas him up to go do comedy how many times was she gassing him up to let him know like you got this you you know how many times that first 10 years was she like holding down the fort with the job was she doing what she needed to do to make sure the creative in him did not get stagnant or did not leave and then that can continue or transition into depression so well I make that face because let Kev tell it he always believed he was successful even when it was delusional 
delusional success. So I don't know how much she had to like hype him up so much as bring him back down to earth. Like, listen, you ain't got no job. We own my salary. And you over here trying to tour the globe. Like, make it make sense. <laughs> so anything else. But I, I don't think he needed too much help. Well, maybe in that aspect. But also, again, we don't know the conversations that he was crying on her yeah. chest in the middle of the night during pillow talk to him. I don't know if I did really good or not. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know when I got introduced to Kevin on stage, it was literally because he had to be a stay-at-home dad. And I want to say it was his first day. And he was like, how do y'all do it? I got this baby dressed. And all of a sudden, this was shitty. Like, what the heck? And I was like, yeah, welcome to being a stay-at-home parent. What's you get? But um, I love them, one, because yes, they're a big component of therapy. But through the love hour, they really focused on helping couples understand themselves, but also helping un- couples understand what really is intimacy. Like, it's not like, oh, let's ha- let's have more sex, more sex, more sex. Although uh, Kev on stage did try to get everybody to send, have Melissa send him some news. But... <laughs> But I loved it because they talked about how just in general, like knowing your non-negotiables, like knowing like what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do and having a voice, like actually understanding that your voice is okay in your relationship. Like it really is okay. But also having a partner that, like you said earlier, respects your voice, understands your voice, supports your voice and isn't malicious or intentionally belittling your voice in it. So I really, and them and Tab, I want a Love Hour tour with Kev on stage and Tab and Chance. Like, I want them to do all, like, just them four. And then I also know, uh, I don't know why I keep thinking, one margarita, I'm going to give them some head. Two margaritas. Because that's a song. <laughs> and that chick Angel. But, like, even watching them on Instagram, I crack up because the way he be looking at uh, Angel like y'all if y'all don't stop sending her these videos to try and then Angel's like we can do it we can and it's just the way he looks at her like he looks at her like I love you so much but at the same time this is getting on my nerves and you know it but I'm gonna do it because I love you I mean I respect any man who can throw a good heifer at their wife and mean it with all the love and not the like <laughs> condemnation or condescendingness and everything else just like heifer no like maybe it's the the, the southern in me but you know sometimes you need a good half because people be half us <laughs> that is a fact that is a fact and you said you haven't started the book uh-uh okay i'm gonna see if it has um we could probably start it together i'm gonna see if i can find an audio version of it though <laughs> <laughs> if i can find an audio version we could do it together oh they do have an audio and they read it oh so then i'll yeah. do that because i know it's probably like a, a libby or hoopla um same as libby just different um libraries mm. connect with that one than libby so yeah but yeah this was a good either i mean not either moments of melanation because they are freaking fantastic and I even love their little ones and how they parent and like mm-hmm. oh, one thing I loved how she said she was saying like during COVID she had all these clothes and she was telling Kev like I want to wear these clothes but I don't have nowhere to go and of course Kev on stage and him was like well we're around the house we'll go outside and do a photo shoot they did a whole entire photo shoot and Kev is a, like taking pictures like oh get it get it okay honey mm-hmm. get it just so she can just wear clothes and get dressed up and do what she needs to do. And I am here for that. And I love that. So, yeah. See, that audience members, that is a practical example of support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, it is. It is. That's going to go down in the book. And so with that, y'all, we are going to end this episode with an affirmation. Marriage be hard, but it can be done and done fun and 
healthily. Facts. And with that, we want to thank y'all for listening. Um, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, and listen to and read. <laughs> or just read all of Nathan's at where's my blueprint pot.com. <laughs> We're over and out. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thank you.